Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. I am back after my vacay last week. Glad you're with us here on the PGP. As always, this is the show about the show, the show within the show. You can listen to the PGP by downloading it on the iTunes PGP feed. Search permission granted. You'll see it there. Leave a comment, a review. We appreciate that, that very much. That way it'll find other listeners out there and other people will be attracted to it. Also, you can find the normal DA show iTunes feed as well as our website, daoncbs.com. The PGP is there. And you can see it very easily as you download or you load that site page. You'll see the PGP in the upper right-hand corner. Very easy to navigate. So I am back after last week heading down to uh, Florida with the Bourbon Bell. We went down there for our annual trip. Now three years in a row that we've gone down there for the week. Which is very nice. Got some sun. Got some beach. Although the weather wasn't great every day enough. And, uh, you know, just being away from the hustle and bustle of New York City and the day-to-day grind was good enough. So I've got a lot to talk about here and get off my chest with Mraz after listening to last week's PGP. Number one, you had Peter Schwartz here on the show. And Schwartz tried to defend his kids' behavior that they weren't little hellions at ballparks racing and knocking over old women for foul balls. His kids weren't thugs. That's what he said. Was that, That's a direct quote. That's a direct quote. The problem with his alibi here, that his excuse was that they are very polite and that they're just right place, right time. And your point was, what was the dude's name that we all hate that gets all the balls? Zach Hample. Zach Hample. That they well, are, ironically, your son idolizes. Zach Hample in the making, as you said. And nobody likes Zach Hample because he goes to these ballparks and gets 50 balls a game and goes to home run derbies or, you know, just steals all the balls. Two... <laughs> Two things bothered me about Schwartz as I, I downloaded the, the show, the PGP, last week, and every morning I went on a, a nice little run around Sanibel and uh, listened to it one of those mornings. By the, by the way, you texted me about the PGP, I would say, 40 minutes after I posted it. Were you waiting every minute to see when the PGP was going up? I believe it was a Wednesday morning. Yes. And uh, I got up, and I didn't know what I was going to listen to. Usually I just hit Apple Music and go to uh, a channel that I like or something like that, listen to some music. But then I saw it because I had the podcast loaded. I'm like, I can listen to a podcast, and the PGP was, was published. And I was like, oh, cool. I had thought it was up on Tuesday because I had run on Tuesday morning, but it wasn't up yet. So I thought it came up Tuesday afternoon like it usually does. Then I listened to you guys say you had a Wednesday morning pre-show taping. And yes. I'm like, holy crap, this episode is like has been out for like an hour. That's it. It was as fresh as could be. We taped it pre-show. It was the way I could get bogus in the mix. 
Yeah, so I listened to this with the PGP with Schwartz, and the two things that bother me. Number one, he insists his sons are not the new Zach Campbell, even though, A, his oldest son idolizes Zach Campbell, follows him on Instagram, and thinks it's the coolest thing ever. And doesn't understand why people hate Zach Campbell. And, B, that Bradley, his oldest son, once left a baseball game with five baseballs. I I am 39 Uh. years old. I have gone to, gosh, I, I mean, I worked in minor league baseball. So I would say I've gone to 100 Major League Baseball games, probably, maybe 150 or so. And I would say I've worked another 100 minor league games. And I can tell you I own one baseball <laughs> that I got at a New Jersey Cardinals game when I was working at a single-A affiliate of the Cardinals back in the late 90s when Bob Feller came through to sign. I can remember because I had him sign the baseball. And... I once nearly caught a Reggie Sanders pop foul. Always remember the player. At Shea Stadium in the summer of 96, but it hit my hands and the backspin spun away because it didn't bounce anywhere. It hit me on the fly. Hurt my hands like hell. I thought I broke my metacarpal, (laughs) and it bounced away, and some kid got it. You're telling me Bradley Schwartz walked away from a baseball game with five baseballs one day, and he's not... The kid that knocks down people to go get baseballs, I got a hard time believing that. I couldn't agree more. To say that he's just right place, right time. Five. Now, you want to tell me, now, Peter. I now, was, this could be a Long Island Ducks game, minor league. Maybe there's only a couple thousand people there. Right. But here's the drill. Peter is going to bring his sons. He ain't going to the bars before the game like me and you would be. He's going to bring them down to batting practice and bring them down low. But even then, you, you want to tell me you, you're one of, your kids are one of 20 kids down there. Maybe 15 of them get balls. I could buy it. But how are they walking out with five? They gotta how? be taking how? balls. How? It's impossible. <laughs> they have to be taking them from somebody. Here's a best case scenario for Bradley Schwartz. Okay. Best case. Papa Schwartz goes, okay, guys, let's go to the baseball park early. We're gonna go watch uh, batting practice early at the Long Island Ducks game. They've got uh, the St. Paul Saints coming in or the the Dover Demons. Sugarland Skeeters. <laughs> Something like that. We're gonna go two hours before, two and a half hours before. Game time is six. We're going to be down there at 4, you know, 3.30. We're getting there early. You're behind home plate. Okay. Nothing worse than the first person in the park at a minor league game. But this is best case scenario for Bradley. So you get there, and the first guy to go up there sees the first kid and is like, hey, you want a baseball? And he goes, great, sure. So that the first baseman of the Long Island Ducks, oh, you're a Ducks fan? Great, here's a baseball. They have K-Rod, Jair Jurgens, and Jordani Valdespin <laughs> this year. So... So Jordani Valdespin gives him a baseball. Wow, you're a big Ducks fan. Cool. So now he's got one baseball in his hand. Okay, now he's watching BP. And maybe, maybe a foul ball comes back that a guy tops, rolls into behind home plate, and rolls up against the press box. And he's the first kid up there. Now he's got a ball in both hands. At this point in time, there is no way to get three more baseballs. (laughs) Okay, maybe he runs back to dad and says, hey, keep these two. At that point, he's begging for baseballs. There's no way more players are just going to be like, oh, another kid we want to give baseballs to, or he's going to go chase down more fouls. Right, or at this point, he's going now down the right field line and waiting for the right fielder to be done having his catch in between innings. Oh, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. But why are you asking for the ball when you already have to? That's right. That's exactly right. Because now it's becoming a sick game for him. How many can I get? Exactly. Which is what I'm talking about. Exactly. It's not right place, right time. No. You're begging for baseballs. Exactly. Now it's the game, how many can I get? If I walked out with that Reggie Sanders foul ball, I would have been 
thrilled for the day. Thrilled. And great. That was my day. That might have been my season. If I walked out with a foul ball from a minor league stadium, I got a foul ball today. I'm not then running and saying, how can I beg for another one? You you see what you're saying here? Okay. And this is what I was trying to get at with Pete. <laughs> but there's only so much you can press him. You remember the year and the player for a foul ball you didn't even get and you came close. It was That's Reggie right. Sanders, right? Me and my father, and I might have mentioned this in the pocket, maybe not. We'll still talk about to this day, me and him at a Met Cardinal game when he got a foul ball from Royce Clayton where my dad actually knocked over an old man that didn't so get knocked over. <laughs> and I know to this day, and I've told the story on the air, I, I have a foul ball off Derek Jeter's bat that crushed an old uh, woman in her head. <laughs> but we, all three of us now, my dad, me, and you, will know the foul ball, the foul ball we missed in on, who hit it. You're telling me Bradley Schwartz, we go to his bedroom on Long Island, and he's got 200 baseballs in there, can single-handedly tell you where he got all 200 or whose bat they came off of? No chance. He couldn't even tell you all five that he got from that one game. Right, and that in lies the problem. If you can't know exactly where you, because that now it becomes not a memorable moment. How many do you need? Right. Right. If, imagine you walked out of a baseball game with four baseballs. Would you be asking anybody for a fifth? I'll tell you who suffers. 80 years from now, Bradley Schwartz's kids, when they got to clean out his house, <laughs> when he you know eventually passes and goes, why did Daddy have 400 baseballs down here? It does not pass the sniff test. No. This does not. And also, okay. He and he set the bar thugs, by the way. It's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> he, also said, he also said one of his kids got a basketball sneaker. Now, clearly this is a, uh, a New York Nets game. Right. Long Island Nets. Where it's the, the G League. It's the Nets G League. That's very obviously what happened here. Right, okay. and I can tell you, full disclosure, Pete has posted pictures on Facebook of going to these Nets games, and everybody in the place could go home in one car. That's right. <laughs> yes. I mean, okay, so, so best case scenario here is 200 people are at this G League Nets game as they take on the El Sol of El Paso, okay? Right. So he goes, he takes the kids. There was nothing wrong with that. You're going to go see basketball at a, at a reasonable price. You get good tickets, good seats, so it's, you know, fine. But you're telling me a player turns around, is taking off his sneakers and goes, oh, I want to give my sneakers away to a kid? Or is Bradley having been on the the – 11-year-old high of once having five baseballs go, I'm going to ask every player in here for something, and I'll get a towel from one and a sock from another and a sneaker from another. I don't – are basketball players, especially in the G League, that don't make a lot of money, are they just giving away their sneakers to, like, randos like, oh, I, you didn't even ask for it, but here's a sneaker. No, my guess is Bradley at this point – boy, a lot of name drops for the Schwartz kids here <laughs> – is become the young Spike Lee and has heckled these players the entire game, and and you can hear his voice because there's only six people in the crowd. And finally, the guy says, uncle goes, all right, this kid – he doesn't, and he has a problem. Every player doesn't know the Bradley Schwartz bit. So he thinks, oh, this kid's cute. He's heckling me all game. I'll give him the sneaker. Doesn't know that, you know, a month later he's at the Long Island Duck game heckling Doug Jennings down the right field line <laughs> for five balls. My other thing that doesn't pass the sniff test is that Schwartz says Bradley and the youngest one is Jared. A lot of name draws. <laughs> are polite and well-mannered to everybody. Now, I have witnessed them in person Careful. At, at the block party. No, and I, they have openly taunted you during a wiffle ball game. We have the Openly drops. taunted. Boo chubbo, boo chubbo. Yeah, right. They have, we have, it's a drop. They have openly taunted you, at least Bradley has. You're telling me that a young child who would openly taunt a friend of his dad <laughs> at a wiffle ball game at a block party isn't go, is going to be the most polite kid ever in getting baseballs at ballpark like the most 
you know, reserved. Come, I don't believe that. If he's willing to boo you during a wiffle ball game, he's willing to steal a baseball from somebody else chasing. I would also say there is a video. Again, if Pete wants to post his life online. We have a lot of stuff to point to. <laughs> there was a video online at an Islander game late this season where young Jared, the younger one, screams in Pete's phone in a video, Fire Snow! Fire Snow! So now we have your young boy. Fire Garth Snow. So now we have a young boy yelling for a man's job to be taken from him (laughs) because at his age is clearly unhappy with the Islanders' salary cap moves. So you can't tell me they're always polite at games when a kid in elementary school wants a man and his family to lose their job. Now, granted, Shagar still lost his job, yeah. But that doesn't speak, if you bring this to court and you speak to the character being polite, we have a lot of evidence there against that. And Pete Pete posts that because he was proud of Jared for knowing enough Islanders to chant that. So on one hand... You can't be proud of your kid for yelling for somebody's job to be fired, but then also say you're proud for how polite they are. It's fine that your kid... I think it's funny when a little kid is yelling somebody to fire, but don't tell me they're also polite because you're challenging them not to be. You want them to be hardcore sports fans, and not all hardcore sports fans are polite. And I feel like Schwartz has put himself in a hole in terms of um, his judgment on things because he said that you calling him out was a defamation of character. Come on. Defamation of character is a heavy hand. Heavy hand. And <laughs> and he also said, you're challenging things about my kids. Now, we could bring that up. That was last week's Trash Tuesday. But no, it was when Aaron Judge... <laughs> two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Whatever it was. Uh, I know. I never mentioned his kids' names. Not not to the extent we've mentioned them here <laughs> on the BGP. And how is it a defamation of character? I'm bringing up the fact that you always post on Twitter, not even his personal Facebook where only people close to him would know. On Twitter... I mean, so much so that his Twitter picture for a while was a foul ball at a game, was how many <laughs> balls you get. So when I'm thinking quickly in the middle of a segment talking about people collecting balls, yeah, Pete, you're the first one's going to come to my mind because I see it in my face in social media all the time. That's not a defamation of character. That's calling out what you're putting out there for the world to see. Well, that is true. Schwartz is very active on Facebook and Twitter to put Schwartz out. Schwartz Sports. Schwartz Sports. So let me just be very clear here because I'm guessing that Schwartz will listen to this. I am not questioning his parenting. I am not questioning the young children because I've met them both at block parties and whatnot, and I always have a good time with them. They laugh a lot. They're very funny. They run around a lot. We always have a good time. I eat hamburgers with them or whatever. You know, I this is not— Hold the cheese, just the not, hamburger. It's not a criticism of parenting or the children or whatnot. It is a criticism that Schwartz is not is being dishonest. There is just <laughs> no way— that he, there's no way that that his kids can walk out of a baseball game with five baseballs by being in the right place at the right time. That I totally don't believe, and I don't believe that they're always polite because I've seen their behavior in other instances that it just that doesn't that doesn't jive with me. Okay, okay, that's what I'm saying. I think he was dishonest in last week's PGP interview. That's my point. I I would agree with you. So now I would say this. You're running around Sanibel Island listening to this hot off the presses. How many times did you either eye roll or, like, mumble under your breath in hearing the Peter Schwartz part? Side a. Over under five eye rolls. (laughs) I'm like, come on. Now, some of the five baseballs really threw me. I've never met a kid that walked out of a baseball game with five baseballs. Never met one. Right place. Right I time. Could, I can't. And his son's a polite. saint because he gave a little girl one of the balls. Well, he already had 15 of them, so I'm happy he did that, <laughs> so, Pete. Unless it's like a driving rainstorm and you're the only person in the stadium, or it's like the snow game in Chicago, like the opening day for the White Sox, and you're literally the only person in the stadium chasing a foul ball every place in the ballpark, <laughs> there is no way to walk out of a ballpark with five baseballs. There's I, just no way. I, 
Like, and a sneaker. She got the sneaker. What are you doing with the sneaker? And a sneaker. Even if, you, no way. even if you put the sneaker behind glass in some kind of case, it's a G League sneaker. Unless this was a giveaway day at a G League game where it's like last game of the season, we throw our towels to the fans and whatever. That, okay, that's different. But that is also being around when they give stuff away. You know, you're not That's just, not right place, right time. That's I'm seeking out something. And it's a giveaway day. I go to a game with my father my whole life. You've gone a ton of games with your dads, and we're lucky enough now to take our fathers to games and get tickets and whatnot. At no point do I enter the stadium going, Dad, what can we come home with today? It's, hey, let's have a good time. What are we going to eat? It's something like that. I am convinced the Schwartz family goes to a game with, <laughs> what can we come home with today? Is that fair? It would be hard for me to believe otherwise if you've got 400 baseballs at home. All right. Well, the other thing now I Now want... we've done 15 minutes on shorts. <laughs> I want to address another thing for the PGP last week. Uh, I was getting reamed by you guys, uh, you and Bogus specifically, for not disconnecting enough. Oh, that's okay? right. That's I right. I didn't disconnect enough because I was tweeting during these games. Uh, and you guys were like, why don't you just get away from baseball or get away from sports? Kincaid called you out for it too, by the way. That didn't make the top five moments on the air. And here is my here is my thinking on all of this. Well, number one, there is a business aspect to it because when I'm gone, uh, you know, we don't do the normal stuff on the show. The stuff that I post on Facebook or my Twitter can oftentimes have the simple uh, reasoning of I want to remain every. I want the listeners to have something to in- be engaged in. Sure. So that's why when the PGP when I'm out for us to have a PGP is good. At least that's something for people to listen to. I'll put stuff on Facebook, pictures of whatever, me or pictures or graphics or stuff that I would make in Photoshop or whatever. So that people have something to look at on their timeline, their feed when I'm not here. So it's not like total darkness because we don't have somebody else doing that. Okay. And I like doing that. But the bigger point is that when I go on vacation, it's not like I'm not still a sports fan. (laughs) And this is what's funny. (laughs) The idea is if, if you're laying cement uh, or you're a, a telephone, uh, you know, operator, or you're insurance salesman. Like you get away from work when you're on vacation. Well, it just so happens that my work is watching sports, and so because I'm on vacation, yeah, I'm not doing a show, and yeah, I'm not like organizing my thoughts and like let's do this in topic A and segment B, but I'm still watching sports games, and when I'm watching sports games, I still have thoughts, just like everybody else does. So I would tweet them out. So it's it's very funny the idea like should I not watch sports when I'm gone? No, no, you should. And I've I mean I have been in Cancun during the NBA Finals and had to watch uh, Spurs Heat. I remember this vividly in on ESPN Deportes because that's all I could do, and I I had to watch the NBA Finals. Yeah. So and as I mentioned, I'm the biggest hypocrite for for claiming that. I guess it would be. And, uh, all right, you're going to tweet about sports. Then do we need you know four pictures of you with fish, or can we wait till the end for one group photo? Okay, so you're saying that I tweeted too much about my other stuff that I did. Well, not even tweet too much. So, okay, you want to tw- th- have a thought every night. Now, I thought the Raptors joke, as I mentioned, was a swing and a miss. And I thought- and you texted me vulgariously with the stats on that, the retweets yeah. and the and the likes. I would say— I had more than 500 likes. Right. And you guys I- called it a swing and a miss— or uh, a seeing eye single. And I said, no, that's a good tweet, Bubba. That's a good tweet. All right. <laughs> I, would say, uh, every, I would say almost every day was a different Instagrammed pic of you from the from your account, the show account. You know, you're holding fish here. You're holding fish there. And this, I, I, I'm ba- holding fish there. <laughs> I go back There were two forth. pictures. One, we went out on a charter boat. And then one, I was fishing in the backyard. There are two fish pictures. Then one with the bourbon bell. 
Okay, so I guess my question would be, and this dates back to Bellotti's Trash Tuesday of, of months ago, should you wait till you come back and give us all the photos at once? Okay, that is a different criticism than tweeting about the games <laughs> at night. I was trying to bring it to social media in general, and it just we took it into just the sports angle. Because I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sitting here going like, well, yeah, I did get away, and just not just not being in New York City is vacation enough. Yeah. That that's that's the thing. I guess it's a total package. I mean, if I was uh, if you were on Snapchat, I'd assume you know oh, uh, dancing in the club in Sanibel <laughs> Island too. <laughs> it was like we saw you on every channel. We, all right, take a break. But yeah, but here's the thing. Okay, getting away from the, the show is not stressful to me. It's work, but it's not stressful. And um, well, stressful is dealing with me every day. Dealing with you. <laughs> And, you know, the organization that goes into the show and constantly thinking about, like, do we have this audio? Are we ready for this? And the stress becomes the organization of things. But actually executing the show is not stressful. And dealing with New York City is stressful. But once I'm out of New York City and I'm not doing a show, no matter what I'm doing, it feels like I'm totally on vacation. So at night, like, I would watch the games. And so everything else is vacation. And you guys are like, get away from it, disconnect. I'm just watching a basketball game at night. Again, I had fun killing you, but I am a hypocrite because I've done the same thing. But, I know I have. And it's also not work. No. I'm, and by the way, I'm having a few beers casually. I'm going to jot my thoughts down, exactly. especially if you're with the bourbon bell and who knows. Maybe she's off mixing a margarita or something like that. And, you, you know, tweeting and stuff like that is like talking to your buddy at the game. Exactly. It's like texting. Oftentimes at night. See, this is what bothers me about Twitter, too. I'll ramp off like three tweets within a half an hour about a game I'm watching, right? And then maybe there will be a night where I don't rip off any. And then I'll get somebody coming at me like, oh, you didn't watch the game last night? Like, no. I just happen to be by myself where, like, I feel the need to, like, converse with people watching the game. And there's other times I might be watching with somebody on the couch where I don't need to do that because they're talking with me. That's right. So I, I get that from tweeting when watching the game. Well, and I could also understand if uh, somebody goes, you know, again, somebody uh, lays cable or somebody is a, you know, construction worker and they're like oh my god i just need to get away from everything so like i'm going in i'm going dark nobody's gonna see me do anything i could totally understand that but for me and and like they would unwind by going to watch a sports game to watch a game have a few beers right it just so happens and nobody would be like man disconnect you're watching the calves come on disconnect well, that's what he wants to do anyway he probably waited all week to just have a beer and not wake up the right. next morning after and so watching the then game. when we do it it's like you got to disconnect no that's the same enjoyment that i get i would say you brought some intelligence here to side a of the pgb <laughs> very fair point okay well i uh, we... don't ask me what i have coming up on side okay. b because i have no idea uh, side... something something's gonna come up side b is gonna be wild card <laughs> we have it right now Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. I have an answer as far as what is on Side B. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Pete the Body, Bilotti. Bilotti? Bilotti. Bilotti. Yes, please. Even though it's spelled B-E, it's not Bilotti. It's not Bilotti. Has anybody ever called you Bilotti? Uh, but yeah, usually when they're trying to pronounce my name like in like a first day of class. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is Peter Baylody? Baylody. See, I think B Lottie. He likes the dotty. Like that could be a rapper. Well, name. actually, when I played football, when I played football, the, the the short stint I had playing football in high school, uh, they called me Lottie Dotty, Lottie Dotty. Now, is it because you had a Lottie Dotty attitude on no, the field? No, no, I was always the first one there. Offensive I had no guard? talent. I had no talent. Uh, <laughs> I was a defensive. In high school, I was a defensive lineman. Uh, so an undrafted, unheralded rookie free agent. Right. 
you know, makes the team out of hustle and grit, yeah. uh, but really does no no production on the field. I have no production skills. I'm I'm valuable on the bench for good stories. <laughs> good stories and pouring Gatorades. Yes. Well, speaking of benches, we had a week without DA last week. That's right. DA, uh, as me and DA just discussed with DA and I, him all over social media, he explained why he was doing that to keep the fans engaged. And now we've had two straight days where a listener uh, wanted to tweet or ask me or you, I guess, why we're not posting the shows and the hours on this podcast feed that you're probably getting this PGP on for the show while DA is out with backup hosts. And I, you haven't had a chance to chime in on this, and I've tried to describe it. We had John Kincaid, then we had Andy Gresh, then we had Andy Gresh, then we had Jody Mack, then we had John Kincaid. All three of those men do separate kind of shows. Right. And therein lies the issue. When DA fills in on, let's say, Tiki and Tierney, or when he used to fill in on Doug Gottlieb, DA will play by the rules and do... That shows kind of gimmicks and bits, and it probably works easier because the show is a flat-out television show on top of being a radio simulcast, if you will. When you throw three different hosts in a week, they're mm. going to do what what make play to their strengths. Because if they try to do Trash Tuesday or they try to do Sound Check, which I've gone over and I've I've attempted to do, I've been able to do it with a guy like Adam Kaufman when he filled in for DA in the past. Ultimately, it's just not going to sound right. They're not going to feel comfortable, and and they want to be able to keep getting reps and they want to play to their strengths. So. For me to podcast that, it's just like podcasting a show you would hear on the weekend with, like, the DA show, if you will, uh, house around it, mm-hmm. with the rejoiners. It right. just doesn't make sense. So your thoughts, Pete, should we be podcasting what the, the fill-in hosts are, are doing? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think there's really anything too wrong with that, but Only I anything too wrong with podcasting? With podcasting it, but I understand consistency with the brand. I understand right. if it's you filling in. If it's, you know, they would never give it to me, but if I say for some reason you're sick or everyone has malaria and they need someone to fill in and I'm doing it, if it's one of the pre- people on the bogus, if it's one of the people right. that are on the show, it makes more sense to post it. Now you could post the other shows I would agree. with their, sh- with, with the other show's um, pages, you know, it, it's, to me, it's like similar to like if your favorite gym teacher in high school was substituting the whole week in your favorite math class. You're not going to get the regular test. Right. You're not You're not going to save his notes. You're right. going to save the regular teacher's notes. Great comparison. I Pete. mean, you love that gym teacher. You love listening to that gym teacher or, work, or being involved in that yep. class. But you, you're more gravitated to saving the stuff that you worked on with the regular teacher. I would agree. I think that's an excellent point. Not saying that the, the hosts are like substitutes. In that way, no, I, you know, they they're all a doing a good style. job. They I actually don't think style. any of the hosts did a bad job. We had fun at yeah, some no. expense. I, you know, I love Gresh. I love Kate, and I love Jody Mack. I mean, yeah. it might have been a little different awkward at, at points, and they all have different styles. But yeah, you bring up a great point. If it was Andrew Bogus and myself, have both had the opportunity to host on CBS Sports Radio. We've not had the opportunity to host the DA show. I hope that one day that comes for me or for Bogus or for whoever. I could guarantee you that if Bogus did the show or if I did the show, we would do sound check. We would do Trash Tuesday. We would have an epic fail. It would be the show because we're used to it. We're around it every day. And if that's the case, I think then that's the opportunity where the listeners are familiar and they podcast. I guess my opinion would be you don't want to drive people away from listening to the DA show at all. And we want you to listen even when DA's out. uh, And we still want to try to have fun. But I'm not going to lie to you. If you... The way you take in the show is not live between the hours of 9 a.m. till noon Eastern. And you rely on the podcasts. I, I just think the idea of listening to John Kincaid or Jody Mack do a show... 
what is different between listening to that and listening to whatever you'd be listening to live at that time, whether it be Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio right. if you're listening at night or something? Is that fair? That might be unfair. It's, Maybe it's, I'm underselling it's it. It's fair. I, I, um, I, I think that, like, if, if I'm really a big fan of DA, if, I, if I'm at the gym and I want to hear DA's latest podcast, I would probably go back and listen to DA's last podcast rather than the newest one with someone else. Now, I wonder, and I'm, and I'm thinking on the fly, and I shouldn't even be saying this because I'm probably going to create more work for me. I wonder if in the time it comes, if I am here, you're here, Bogus is here, and DA is on vacation. Now, there are times we all vacation at the same time. Mm-hmm. I wonder if instead of throwing out one PGP that week, we throw out, let's say, like three. Maybe label one the PGP. Well, Rob, well, no, I don't think you just do the regular stuff. You do the regular deal. You know and, what I'm saying, though? Then but, our voices would be on even like 40 minutes of content a day. you podcast the show, but you podcast it on their pages, on like John Kincaid's um, uh, fans who sure. listen to that show. Sure. You know, like, like, or, I mean, I'm not saying you're not fan, you can't be fans of multiple people Of course on you can. Station, but, but, I, but I guess my point would be the DA show listeners, I think, who uh, digest this, if you will, in podcast form and aren't listening live, probably, and are the ones asking for the podcast because they're not listening live, probably are not realizing you're not getting the same kind of show. Right. It's the... It's, it's just different. It's a fascinating question. I think it's. I think there's really no no wrong answer. I, I I think it's just depends upon how you you play. Right. How people take it in and, and whatnot. Now this is the PGP. We take you behind the scenes of the DA show. So I thought that was a good discussion to have. Yeah, because you guys you guys listening right now on the PGP are the ones asking about that because you're you're taking in the show in podcast form. Now on that note, Trash Tuesday rolled around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also had, obviously, the great comparison of stories between which lunch order was bolder. The guy with Permanente Brothers, with the, with the guy, the woman cheating on him with two security guards, or mine with this apparent supposed sales girl asking me if I like that big boy. Pete, you are, let's just put yourself in my shoes yesterday. Okay, two things. Number one, are you even looking at the girl as she's placing the order or is your head down? Did I make too much eye contact to prompt her to address me? To me, I... Oh, because there's so many people in this office. Right. I, my head is down and I'm walking. Okay. Girl says that to you. Are you offended? Do you laugh? Are you stunned? What is your reaction? I'm stunned more than anything. You uh, like, like, okay, grilled chicken, pesto, yeah. mozzarella. Especially- Pete, Pete, your head's kind of down, but you're kind of looking at her. She puts some, oh, you like that big boy. You're stunned. I'm stunned. I was stunned. And, and especially if it's someone I don't know. I'm very stunned. Are you doing that in the workplace? Well, that's what was so bizarre to me, Pete. We, you know, we may not know a lot of the people by name who don't work directly with our department, and that, and that might sound crazy to people in other offices, but there's a lot of people here. So there are a lot of people who work in sales and promotions, or even, even for some of these other radio stations that are around us because we're in a cluster of stations. You know a lot of people, but you see a lot of faces that you don't know names to. Right. And it's people that you say hello to every day. Oh, what's that guy's name? I don't even remember his name, but I see him every day. This was a girl I have literally never ever seen before in my life. So she could be, uh, you know, new placing right. an order. Like, maybe and, she's yeah, new. Right. She probably is new if she's in sales. That That's a rotating uh, panel of uh, experts. So I, I would I would think that that would be the last thing she would try to say, especially, you know, you you, you don't know what people will think of it. You know, you could you could say that to somebody that doesn't take it to, uh, take it as a joke and they, or <laughs> they're offended by it. Now, you know? would, you, would you, you're going to be getting married soon. Yes. The lovely Bridget. We love Bridget. Uh, is it okay to say Bridget's name yes, on here? Okay. Would you have gone the route I did where I 
broached it with my wife and said what happened, and she basically told me, "Yeah, she could have you." No, I, I would tell what? her. I would tell her what happened, but I wouldn't ask her to, to do that to <laughs> say that back to me. So I, I would not so do that at all. As my wife, <laughs> you know, serving me the skirt steak, and I asked her to say it. And you're saying that was wrong. I, I, that's a little much. So I shouldn't have done me. that. Okay. I, I would have told the story. Yeah, it's part of the day. It's a, and also, it's a funny story. Yeah, I mean, you have, look. You There's have, no reason a wife or a girlfriend should be jealous of that story. It's a funny story. I mean, especially if you have a very open relationship in terms of talk, uh, speaking about what's gone on. In terms of speaking, yes. Well, 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 <laughs> <laughs> in terms of speaking about your day and everything, and you're very honest with how you're uh, uh, saying stuff. And and I'm, we have a very open relationship in terms of our you know, talking about you know things that have happened in in the workplace. So I'll, you would I'll, have told her, but you wouldn't have you wouldn't have presented like I had to have my wife. You know, ask it, kind of you know yeah, trying to no, be. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I just had to know because you know you never know. Maybe I'm secretly in love with this new sales girl. Been a little weird. Yeah, a little it weird. Been, like it would it would have been a little weird if I went home and I said, "Oh, hey, can you right. say this line to me?" Like it's basically, I don't know. I think she would have taken it a very long way, and I would have. Probably slept on a couch, but I wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Bless my wife's heart. She was uh, she was angel with the whole thing. I did not sleep on the couch. It's also, as I mentioned, my anniversary coming up this week, so maybe... Step uh, up. Um, no pesto. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe not do the pesto sandwiches, <laughs> as, I, uh, as I brought up. Uh, but now Bogish and, and DA appear to be uh, wanting to go around, uh, you know, almost throughout the sales office asking if anybody's ever ordered that sandwich before to try to hunt this woman down. Uh, if they do, maybe we'll get her on the show or on the PGP. If we don't, maybe it'll be a mirage for mirage, <laughs> or as Hurricane Jen has always called me, a mirage. Well, I, a I'll mirage s- for mirage. I'll say this: I'm not. Um, uh, I'm interested to see who said that, and and just the reasoning behind it. Right, like, you want to go, and this is so typical of our show too. You just want to get more in depth. You need more. Yeah, no, like, you like, need more. I, I who not, cares about Kyrie Irving? We need to know about this right, girl or in the pesto. I wouldn't walk up to somebody and just say that randomly. It's like you never know. These I like days. that attitude. I bet you she's good at selling. That's why she's probably here. But let's see how long she's here, because you know you could get. Yeah, she? She could be gone today. I haven't seen her. All right. I went out the same spot around noon. Didn't see her. She's probably gone. She probably wasn't even work here. She probably just was handling like, lunch order for the whole. And lot. you're gonna hate this. It's like the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer's doing oh, all the work. Go. You know, <laughs> you don't even work here. That's what makes this so difficult. Here we go. We had to get a Seinfeld reference uh, in. All right. You can follow Pete on Twitter at CBS Pete the Body. You can follow me on Twitter at Mraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.